Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of Burn, Nick, and today we are going to be catching up on some cigar news. Uh, but before we do that, I would like to point out that I am recording this on Memorial Day, and I would like to, uh, you know, say that we at the Cigar Pulpit, we honor the sacrifice made by our brave men and women of the armed forces who gave everything for our country. So, um, you know, just remember, Memorial Day is for the fallen Veterans Day is for everybody. So um, hopefully uh, yesterday you you acknowledged uh, the uh, fallen fallen heroes of the United States Armed Forces. Anyway, so today, um, because it is Memorial Day, I am going to be firing up an appropriate cigar, I believe. Uh, I'm going to be lighting up the J.C. Newman American Robusto. Um, it is a four and a half by 50, and this cigar features a wrapper, a Florida sun-grown wrapper. Um, it has binder from of Connecticut Broadleaf, grown by a eighth-generation family farmer, and the filler is a blend of Connecticut Havana tobacco with tobaccos grown from Mennonites in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. So you have all American tobacco here. Um, additionally, for those of you who aren't familiar with this cigar, um, everything about it's American, from the ink of the band to the paper of the band to the fact that it was printed in the United States. The box itself is made in the United States. The ink on the box is in the United States and printed in the United States. The hinges on the box are made in the United States. Every single aspect of this cigar is American-made. And so um, I figured, you know what? It's an appropriate one for Memorial Day. So we'll go ahead and get into that. What happened to my... There it is. I was looking for my lighter. I had to take it inside to juice it up with some butane, and I forgot to lay it out on the table here. So why don't we go ahead and cut the cigar, and the official cutting is brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. And guys, Riverman Cigar Company, it's where you're going to want to go. Um, for all of your cigar needs this summer. He's got a great humidor filled with all kinds of wonderful stuff for you to check out, and you're going to want to make sure you get over there. Additionally, he does have the 1,500-square-foot covered patio out front for you to sit outside and enjoy the nice weather, as I am doing today. I'm not outside his patio, but I am outside of mine, and let me tell you, it's gorgeous here in St. Louis. The other thing you're going to want to do um, if you're not following Riverman Cigar Company on Instagram or Facebook, make sure you look into them because they are prepping to do a, uh, he's doing a contest and it's going to be a contest where you post a picture of your man cave wall and you tag them. Um, he posted a picture three days ago as I'm looking at this of, um, a man cave wall with a bunch of signs and various things on it. And basically it's just, you know, something fun to do on his page. Um, but you can head on over to Riverman Cigar Company on Instagram and Facebook. Check out that post and see the rules and information about that. And the deadline for posting and tagging them is June the 10th. So you're going to want to get in on that before June the 10th. And then from there you can, uh, you know, get in on the fun. So it's Riverman Cigar Company, Crestwood, Missouri. He does do mail order if you're not in the St. Louis area, so you can get cigars that way and still support a brick and mortar shop. Anyway, with that, it's time to go ahead and cut the cigar. Anyway, hopefully you all had a very lovely and uh, safe Memorial Day weekend. I know a lot of people use the weekend as a uh, get together with family, barbecue, and everything like that. But hopefully it was a nice, safe, and fun time for everybody. So doing the cold draw on the J.C. Newman American. Hmm. It's kind of a little earthy, a little leathery. But uh, maybe, hmm, maybe it's interacting with the toothpaste because I did brush my teeth just a little bit before I came out here to do this. But um, there's a different kind of uh, a, di a different flavor that I'm having trouble identifying. It's not earthy or leathery. It's almost like a sweetness to it, um, to this cigar. I've, I've, uh, this cigar is, is not, I don't, I hate the whole, 
calling it aged. Basically, it's just sat in my humidor for a really long time. So I guess maybe it is aged. But um, I bought this box of Robustos when uh, I went down to Tampa in 2020. So this uh, box of cigars is realistically somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, uh, coming up on three years old. So, I mean, they've been in my in my humidor for a while. So maybe the flavor has changed since the last time. I haven't had one in a while, so maybe a sweetness has kind of come out on it. Anyway, that's what I'm getting. Time to go ahead and light this guy up, and then we will get into the ooh, point of the show. I have juiced the lighter here, but man, it's all of a sudden got a monster flame going on it. Anyway... All right. Not quite. There we go. Uh, make sure it's lit. Got to get the cigar lit. That's kind of half the battle. Anyway, well, why don't we go ahead and get into this? Um, it's been a while since I've done a news roundup, and I figured, you know what? Maybe um, at least as a monthly thing, just as something to do, you know, periodically, just kind of, kind of do this. Maybe we can. Uh, we can check in on some of the uh, cigar news as it comes along. Because let's be real, a lot of what does come out and we call cigar news uh, tends to be, hey, here's this company announcing this new cigar. And I have some of that in my notes here. Um, and I don't want to diminish that, but after a while, you know, it's like a little uh, uh, something else is nice. So um, that's why it's kind of nice to do this periodically and not like, all the time so anyway why don't we go ahead and jump into that all right so first things first we'll touch on legislation now uh earlier in may because this episode yeah it's it's still may when this comes out so earlier this month um montana established a tax cap of 35 cents on premium cigars prior to this tax cap the tax rate in montana was 50 percent of the wholesale price and so this is a this is a big deal for for both retailers and consumers in Montana because theoretically it will result in cheaper cigars for you. Um, this this means that um, before, and and I'm doing some rough math here, but before a cigar with an MSRP of ten dollars would have an approximate tax on it of two dollars and fifty cents. Okay. But under this new change, the tax is capped at $0.35, meaning that should result in a savings of $2.15 to the consumer by the time this is all said and done. And that's a big deal. Now, this does apply to only premium cigars, which is defined in the legislation as a cigar that uses a whole leaf wrapper, is not rolled by a machine, does not contain a tip or mouthpiece, and does not have any characterizing flavor other than tobacco. So I guess your your flavored I don't this is where to be honest that definition always I always stumble on it because it's like you know you have acids and you have the the deadwood cigars and that sort of thing and they never say what that flavor is they don't say it's cherry it's floral it's whatever they just kind of say it's infused and and what I, so I'm I'm very cu- curious as to how those would would uh, fall under this, but I didn't. I you know this the the article I found does not detail that specifically. Um, but this new law will take effect on July first of twenty twenty three. So hopefully, hopefully, if um, retailers in Montana are being honest and uh, reflect the uh, price decrease um, as the cigars come in, hopefully. Uh, re- consumers should start seeing a decrease in price for their cigars in Montana here come uh, midsummer. So that's that's exciting. I mean, especially since it's going to happen, you know, during the busy season for these retailers and for the smokers. You know, it's not like it's happening in January when fewer people are actually smoking and consuming the product. This is happening during the busy time for you. So there you go. 
Now, moving on to uh, Cuban cigars. Um, <laughs> this uh, We've gone from one extreme, where, where cigars are going to come down in price, and then we're moving to Cuban cigars, where the new Cohiba Siglo de Oro has begun shipping to stores in Asia, and in Hong Kong, it has a price of more than $300 American per cigar. Um, the Cohiba de Siglo de Oro celebrates the Chinese New Year with the symbol associated with the Zodiac calendar, which is the rabbit, and it measures only 4.5 by 54. Um, this cigar was announced in January, and the, distri- the Cuban cigar distributor for most of Asia told Half Wheel, where I got this article, that the pricing in Hong Kong is set at around $304.85 per cigar in U.S. dollars. And that's important to note because last year, Habanos implemented a global pricing standard system. So basically, the pricing for Cuban cigars around the world is supposed to be based on the prices in Hong Kong, which were the most expensive, it was the most expensive market at the time when they announced this. And that means that that $300 price point is likely to be an indication of what that cigar is going to co- is going to cost consumers in other markets around the world. This is the second Cohiba in 12 months to be priced at around $300. Around this time last year, Cohiba 55 Anniversario debuted in Lebanon with a price tag of $300 per cigar. And the Siglo de Oro, it is limited to 18,888 boxes of 18 cigars, a total release of about 340,000 cigars, Uh, This box not only includes various rabbit graphics throughout, but also includes an NFC. This is the first time that Habanos is using uh, NFC technology. They're going to allow consumers to not only learn more about the cigar, but also to verify the box as authentic. Because, you know, Habanos does all kinds of stuff to make sure that you can verify that that's actually their product. From holograms to band designs and all sorts of things. There's different ways that you can authenticate whether or not you have an actual Cuban Habano cigar. Um, Blah, blah, blah. In addition to paying tribute to the Year of the Rabbit, the Siglo de Oro also celebrates the 30th anniversary of the Cohiba uh, Linea 1492, best known for the famous uh, Siglo sizes, namely Siglo 4 and Siglo 6. Anyway, so we've gone from Cheaper cigars in Montana to a $300 plus Cohiba in the rest of the world. So um, the way I see it, it's good to live in Montana. Anyway, um, I am talking too much, and I'm already having to hit my cigar with my lighter. Um, but why don't we do this? We all need to live united, but one must go. Brought to you by United Cigars, makers of La Giana Havana, Abuelo, Red Anchor, Firecracker, and of course, United Cigars. Distributors of Jose Dominguez, Garofalo, Montoza, and Terranova, and the highly acclaimed Atabay, Byron, and Bandolero. Buy United, Smoke United, Live United, United Cigars. Alright, so I'm flying solo right now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to attempt a phone call. I'm going to attempt to phone a friend so that I can have somebody do this with me. So let's hang on, see if I can get that friend on the phone, and uh, we can do a uh, a one-must-go here. So, What's going on, brother? Trey Max Shipley, you are on the cigar pulpit. How the hell are you doing, man? Oh, let me put my pants on. <laughs> I mean, thankfully you're not on video, so you no, can keep your pants like- off if you'd like. Oh, sweet. This yeah. will be real fun. Mm-hmm. What's up? What could I do for you? I know. So we're going to do a One Must Go. And uh, this is one of those segments where I need somebody else. So I figured, you know what? I'll phone a friend. Well, fucking A. Let's, let's do this on the spot, shall we? All right. So I've been thinking. We're coming into we're We're, we're pretty much banging on the door of summer. All right? We're banging all right. Bang, banging on the door of summer here. And I got to thinking, it's like, you know, there are some months that are just kind of, they're busy for various uh, activities, and they're kind of identified for the various seasons. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a one-must-go of specific months per season, okay? Okay. 
So we're gonna go with we're gonna go with April for spring. We're gonna go with July for summer. We're gonna go with October for autumn, and we're gonna go with December for winter. So, oh my God! You're really, you're really, you're really making this hard for me now. So one of those months you got to get rid of, and when you get rid of it, you get rid of everything that's involved with it. So, like for example, you get rid of December. Christmas is gone. You get rid of October. Halloween is gone. You get rid of, you know, April. More than likely, that means Easter. Um, and then July is obviously the 4th of July. But, you know, you got everything. But but that that's the way it goes. Dude, that's brutal. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely brutal. Because, I mean, now, if you get rid of a month, does that mean you also get rid of the weather? Well, you're going to have the weather in... Um, like other months. So like for example, July, you get rid of July, you're still gonna have August and you're still gonna have June, you know, so theoretically you'll have some heat in uh in those months, but you're not gonna necessarily have that July heat, you know? This is such bullshit. This is such bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting rid of the whole season. You're just kinda shortening that season by a month. Well, I can't get rid of July because I mean fourth of July. Come on. I mean, you got yeah, you gotta love the Fourth of July. I mean, you got girls in bikinis blowing shit up, uh, you know, barbecuing and smoking cigars and everything else. Yeah, drinking coors. There you go, coors, coors, coors. That Bud Light shit. <laughs> I was waiting. I was sitting there. I'm like, all right, when are we gonna touch on Bud Light? <laughs> yeah. Just wait till we get to Bud Heavy. Then you know what I mean. I got a funny story about that. And, and oh. you're the perfect guy to tell this to. So way back in the summer of 2000, I helped out at a golf tournament here in the area where uh, retired St. Louis Cardinals were taking part in the golf tournament. And do you know Danny Cox? Yeah. So Danny Cox, he was a catcher for the St. Louis Cardinals back in the 80s. I actually worked with him at one point in time. He's a big, big man. Yeah. And he likes his beer. So I'm at this golf tournament, and Danny Cox tells me, or asks me, to go get him a beer. Now, I knew that the beer cart had Bud and Bud Light. And so I asked him, I said, Mr. Cox, which would you like, a Budweiser or a Bud Light? And he gives me this kind of come-hither finger. And I walk over, and he says very quietly, he just goes, Son, there's no excuse to drink anything with light in the name if you're over 250 pounds. <laughs> and I was he's like, all right, wrong. all right. So he's like, I'll take a Bud Heavy. And that was the first time I heard uh, the term Bud Heavy. Oh, that's awesome. So anyway, so that's my Danny Cox story. That's badass. Yep. Old Heavy Cox. <laughs> he got in trouble around here recently. He lives really near me. And I guess... Yeah. Uh, he and the mayor of my town were baiting deer so they could go deer hunting. They were baiting the deer to come in closer so they could get them. And, uh, no, they're baiting the deer. Right, can't, uh, can't do that shit. Can't do that shit. No, I thought I thought that was uh, illegal, especially on the Internet. Kind of is, <laughs> especially on the Internet. Anyway. Yeah, you're not supposed to watch those types of videos. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. It, it, but, so, I mean, anyway. Well, so, yeah, going man, back to the one must go get, here. That means you can't really get rid of October because that's real good uh, deer baiting season. You know, yeah. it's also real good sitting outside with fire pit and smoking cigar season, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's my fucking birthday month. See, so there you go. There you go. We got to keep that. Got to keep we're October. Fucked. Now we're fucked because we're going to piss Jesus off one way or the one other. Way, yeah, either his birth date or his death date. Well, re, you know, reincarnation, whatever you want to go with. But anyway, the bottom line. Yes, we're we're messing with a with a Christian holiday now. It's either Christmas or Easter, with either April or December. Could we just get rid of Valentine's Day? <laughs> you know, I had a, I used to have a friend of mine whose birthday was Valentine's Day, and I always used to tell him just how fucked he was because whenever he got married or whatever, it was never going to be about him at that point. It was always still going to be Valentine's Day. Yeah, I mean, and yep. you know, the birthday beads pretty much gone, <laughs> and usually that's the only time you get them. So, I've seen a real push for steak and BJ Day. 
I've seen some women get interested in that. I don't know if they're more interested in steak or the beads or what, but don't know. But I'm I'm all in for the holiday. I mean, like yeah. you know, let's be real. If if Valentine's Day is a thing, I'm perfectly fine with steak and BJ Day being a, a complimentary, you know, uh, brother holiday to the sister holiday. Yeah, yeah. But I guess that's again not in question here. You want me that to, is... you really want you want me to fuck with the Jesus. Yeah, I was told a long time ago you nobody fucks with the Jesus. <laughs> nobody fucks with the Jesus. Uh, I got brutal. that reference actually. <laughs> nobody fucks with the nobody Jesus. Nobody fucks man. with the Jesus. Uh dude, in that case, I'm gonna have to flip the script. Okay. And I, I can't fuck with Jesus, so we gotta keep you gotta keep his months. That means uh Oh my gosh. So you're going with either July or October then? Yeah. We just got done how uh, saying how we couldn't. I know, but you can't fuck with Jesus, man. I, I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, you could, but I don't recommend it. Okay, so which one are you going with? Uh, I feel like if you, yeah, I, mean, I feel like if you keep October, you know, that way the devil still comes out, and there's Jesus has a few things to fight. You know, see, okay, I'm I'm looking at this a different way, and hear me out here. I'm gonna get rid of April, and the reason I'm gonna get rid of April is because sometimes the calendar falls in such a way that Easter is in March. Yeah, the Council of Nicaea didn't think that went through, did they? No, but see, that's my point: is that I can still retain Easter to some degree. You're starting by... to sound like a Catholic. More and more, I get to know you. <laughs> By getting rid of April, by getting rid of April, <laughs> I can still retain Easter to some degree. And let's be real, April's usually kind of rainy and kind of shitty out. I mean... Yeah, I, don't, I don't like uh, allergies either. No, definitely not. It was bad this year. I mean, I was under the weather a lot in April. So, you know, I'm kind of okay with getting rid of April of the four. I'm getting rid of July. Dude. You literally, the first thing you listed off of reasons that I get rid of July is girls in bikinis. Yeah, but if they, you know what? Like, they can wear bikinis any time of the year. We can blow shit up any time of the year. It's valid. Yeah. So. But uh, okay. but we don't because we declared independence on the 4th of July. I know, but sometimes <laughs> the calendar falls just right. <laughs> And so Independence Day is June 30? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, somebody works for Mexico in Cinco de Mayo. That fucking shit's made up. I mean. I went through know. a whole freaking episode telling you how Cinco de Mayo is not the Independence Day, Mexican Independence Day. Exactly. Yeah. People need to hear it again. So I mean, obviously. Maybe we go from, like, July the 4th, Independence Day. Well, what day did they start putting ink on the paper? Okay. Maybe that was fucking July 30th. You know? Or June 30th. You never know. Yeah, we'll fucking go with June 30th. We'll go with June 30th. Yeah, that was the day the declaration was printed. They just signed it on the 4th of July. Yeah. And then, like, okay. John Hancock fucking spilled some beer on the fucking page and they had to rewrite the shit. That's why it took to the 4th. Okay. I'll give you that. That's a little known fact. Google it. (laughs) John Hancock liked his beer. Yeah. I would, you know, I'm I'm proud of you for going with him and not the obvious choice of Sam Adams. Yeah, no, you got to go with the uh, Herbie Hancock. You know, <laughs> Her, Herbie Herbie, Herbie likes beer Hancock and, and heavy cocks uh, like uh, <laughs> Budweiser. Heavy. Oh my God. Okay, that's what we learned today on this episode. That's what we learned. That's what we learned. Well, buddy, I appreciate the time. And uh, you got anything you want to say before I let you go and I uh, move on with the rest of my show? I hope the good people out there, including the good people of Tadiscan, uh, enjoyed their holiday weekend. Uh, but I would also say uh, it's a good idea to uh, remember those that uh, we lost uh, in battle and people that have served this great country. So sure. therefore, I feel really bad now getting rid of Fourth of July. But I sound like an ass anyway. But you so. didn't get rid of Memorial Day. I did not. There you go. So, all right, buddy. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Take her easy. Take it easy. She's easy. easy. Take her twice. Take her again. (laughs) Later, bro. Later. Bye.
And that, my friends, has been this episode's edition of One Must Go. The One Must Go segment was brought to you by United Cigars. United we smoke. All right, so let's get back to the news here. Um, by the way, I'm enjoying the hell out of my J.C. Newman American. It's smoking a little fast. I am getting some wind through here in the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios. So I'm going to try and slow that down slightly so that I actually have a cigar for the entirety of the episode. Um, moving on, we will now be getting into new cigars. So this is the portion of the news where I'm going to talk about um, some new cigars that have been announced. So the first one is uh, kind of appropriate for both uh, the day and also for the one must go that we just did. E.P. Carrillo has announced a new patriotic cigar that's going to debut before the 4th of July. The cigar is called the E.P. Carrillo Pledge of Allegiance 2023, and it's a 6x54 Toro that uses a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, Ecuadorian-grown Connecticut seed binder, and fillers from the Dominican Republic, Nicaragua, and the United States. It's the first time that a company is using two American-grown tobaccos as part of the filler in a blend. You know, that's coming from a press release, and i just not entirely sure. I don't know. I'm not going to question it right now, but I'm pretty sure the American, I just got done reading, um, has uh, uh, only American. Maybe the fact that it's using two American-grown tobaccos Whereas I think the American only is using uh, the stuff from the Pennsylvania Mennonites. But uh, I don't know. That That's one little aspect I think I need to question. Um, but anyway, this cigar combines the names of two existing E.P. Carrillo lines of cigars, the Pledge and the Allegiance, which the, which the Allegiance is the newest one, I believe. Uh, pricing is set at $20 per cigar, and production is limited to, get this, 1,776 boxes of 10 cigars, and again, the cigars are expected to be released ahead of the July 4th holiday. So there's E.P. Carrillo capitalizing on some of the names of his cigars and doing what I think is kind of an obvious go, you know, doing a, a patriotic cigar called the Pledge of Allegiance. Next up, um, Casada Cigars is celebrating the 15th anniversary of its Casa, Mag uh, Casa Magna line by releasing a new limited edition cigar called the Ca uh, Casa Magna 15th Anniversary. The Casa Magna 15th Anniversary is going to be offered as a 6x54 Toro with an Ecuadorian Habano 2000 wrapper over a Nicaraguan binder and fillers from Nicaragua. And unlike the original Casa Magna blend, which was made by the Placencia family in Nicaragua, this limited edition will be made at Casada's factory in the Dominican Republic. The MSRP is set at $15 per cigar, and the production is limited to only 3,500 boxes of 15 cigars, where and of which 500 boxes will head to Europe. So looks like the United States is um, set to get about, you know, 3,000 boxes. Um, we like the Casada cigars here at the Cigar Pulpit. Uh, had a wonderful time talking with Manuel Casada a number of years back uh, at the Weston Cigar Festival. And so we are very happy to see that Casada cigars is celebrating the Casa Magna line. And then finally, our friends at Villager Cigars, they are releasing a new Nicaraguan-made version of its 1888 brand. Uh, they originally did it in Germany and uh, Swiss markets last year, and now we get to try it. The uh, Villiger recently announced that it will, at this year's PCA trade show, they're going to begin selling the Villiger 1888 Nicaragua. The cigar uses an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and fillers from Nicaragua and Pennsylvania. It's produced at the Villiger de Nicaragua factory in Nicaragua. And it's coming in three sizes. The uh, Coronita, which is five and three quarter by 43. That's going to run $8 a cigar or a box of 20 will run $160. The 1888 Nicaragua Robusto, which will be a five by 50, is going to run eight MSRP of $8.80 with a box of uh, 20 running $176. And the 1888 Nicaragua Toro 
uh, is a 6x50 with an MSRP of $9.20 with a box of 20 running $184. And uh, Villager Cigars North America says it will begin shipping the 1888 Nicaragua to U.S. stores on July 17th. So we've got three new cigars heading our way here soon to be looking forward to. And um, I am looking forward to all those. I really do like um, the uh, EP Carrillo products, you know, the Pledge. Uh, I have an Allegiance in my humidor that I have not smoked yet. And I've just been kind of waiting for the right time to, to really dive in and give that a try. Um, but I like the Encore and all these other ones from uh, EP Korea, La Historia. So I'm looking forward to giving the Pledge of Allegiance a shot. Um, and then obviously, like I said, you know, Casada cigars, we, I, you know, really dig Casada cigars. So I'm hoping that that's a really good one, the uh, Casa Magna 15th anniversary. And obviously, I got to get my hands on the Villager 1888 Nicaragua. I love the Villager de Nicaragua that uh, was a limited edition last year. So, I mean, I'm really looking forward to giving this one a try. And speaking of Villager... Do-do-do-do-do. Speaking of Villager... The Villager. This spot is brought to you by Villager Cigars. If you haven't tried them, you're missing out. Find yourself a Villager cigar. You can go to their website... And log in and find the store locator. Find out where they are. If you don't have it in your local brick and mortar, go in and ask for it. Got to love the Villager Cigars, guys. And again, if you don't have Villager Cigars in your shop, then go online, check out their store locator, see if there's one near you that has it. Or just tell your shop, hey, I really want to try Villager Cigars. Can you guys get them in? It's not the easiest thing for a cigar shop to bring in a brand new line. So, you know, it's one of those things that they got to hear it from multiple people before they'll probably consider it. But, uh, you know, it never hurts to ask. But anyway, make sure you give the Villager cigars a try. They're wonderful. So this is the part of the show where we detail um, kind of what we've been watching on TV, things we've been enjoying lately. Um, I'm still burning through the Larry Sanders show. I am near the end of the fourth season. I think there's maybe one more season after this. Um, but it's just crazy to me to see all these actors and actresses, um, in their, in their younger days. Um, you know, like Jeff Goldblum was just on an episode that I watched and, you know, this is back in the, he's not quite crazy. He's more of a sex symbol stage of Jeff Goldblum's career, whereas now he's definitely more in the kind of wacky old man kind of stage of his career which hey good for him it works but um so yeah there's that uh what else have i watched here lately um i uh am get i i was planning on getting ready to watch um both a man called auto and uh the new shazam movie um man called auto is on netflix the new shazam movies on hbo well max it has it has merged and now hbo max and discovery plus it's just max and um one thing i would like to note little thing i'd like to note if you go to uh max and you search for man versus food I believe it is the second season of the seasons that have this kind of goofy redheaded guy named Casey as the host. And I believe it's the second season when he's in St. Louis where he tries to eat like a giant pizza uh, at a pizza place. And if you watch that episode, that's the one I'm in. So you can check out my episode of Man vs. Food now if you have HBO Max because since they've merged with Discovery. It was previously on Discovery, and I didn't have Discovery Plus. But now you can watch it on HBO Max, and you can see me. So, for what it's worth. Um, otherwise, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that has crossed my radar of things that I'm interested in watching. Um, I'm going to admit something here, and uh, I know I'm going to catch a lot of hell for admitting it, but um, I don't really particularly want to see it in theaters. Um, for a lot of different reasons, mostly I don't want to pay that much, but, uh, I'll say that, um, having watched the trailer for the Barbie movie, um, I'm mildly interested in watching that on streaming. It, uh, it looks like 
it could be kind of funny and and at least different. Um, Margot Robbie plays Bar- uh, Barbie, and um, is it Ryan Gosling? Is it Ryan Gosling that plays Ken? I think. Um, basically, they come to the real world. They leave the Barbie world and they come to the real world. Will Ferrell's in it. I mean, there's there's more people in it, and there's a little bit more to this movie than I originally had thought. And after seeing the trailer, I'm kind of like, I, I am mildly intrigued. I have to admit. Um, so for what it's worth, you know, maybe when it hits streaming, I'll watch the Barbie movie. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that what i feel like there's other stuff that recently have come to my attention oh one thing i do want to point out i don't know if all the rest of you have dealt with it but um netflix has finally cracked down on profile sharing and um you know i was the guy that was paying for the netflix account that other people were using and well they're on their own now so sucks to be them and, uh, you know, I guess you can add profiles to your account for like eight bucks additional per month. So like if let's say, you know, your um, let's say your brother is using your Netflix account um, and he's now been locked out. Theoretically, I guess for eight bucks additional per month, you can add your brother as a profile to your account. Um, but, uh, that would allow them to watch elsewhere, but Netflix has finally cracked down. And the thing is, I'll say this, I'm waiting for all the rest of them to do the same, because quite frankly, I think it's one of those things everybody has, has toyed with the idea and, um, or or they've at least thought about it and nobody's ever pulled the trigger. And it seems like Netflix finally pulled the trigger and I think they're going to see how it goes, but don't be surprised if if HBO and Disney and Hulu and all the rest of them finally realize, you know, we're losing a lot of money by having, you know, girls like the Hateful Shrew collecting profiles from other people for all of her previous boyfriends and, uh, you know, and all that. But who knows? Whatever. Um, oh, and uh, I was talking about things that I've added to my list on Netflix here lately. Um, there was there's the new show with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Cigar lover Arnold Schwarzenegger called FUBAR. That's on Netflix, and it's basically him and his daughter. They they both are working for the CIA, and they don't know it, but whatever. Anyway, so there's that. And then there's a new season of Barbecue Showdown, which is a reality TV show where these guys uh, do barbecue competitions. And I think the Smoking Butts and Tapping Ash guys need to get on the Barbecue Showdown. I think that they uh, I think they can show off their, their stuff that way. So, anyway... That is the Villiger Entertainment segment for this week. Now, I've got one more piece of news. I've saved kind of the bigger thing for last um, to talk about it. So we're going to talk about imports. And according to a report from the Cigar Association of America, or the CAA, um, premium cigar imports are down 8.8% compared to quarter one of 2022. The group estimates that there were 95.52 million premium cigars imported into the United States during quarter one of 2023, which is down from 104.71 million in 2022. Uh, The pace of imports in January and February were slightly up uh, 1 to 2% compared to last year. March of 2023, however, was down 21% compared to last March. Now, last March was the month that the most amount of cigars were imported into the United States out of any month in 2022. So March of last year was a very busy month. But uh, um, it is technically down this year versus last year. Now, Nicaragua remains the leading exporter of premium cigars to the United States. Um, Its uh, market share is growing, even if imports are down. Last year, Nicaragua was responsible for 55.9% of premium cigars uh, exported to the United States, and that number is still is, or is now up to 58.8%. Um, these numbers show that the cigar market remains incredibly strong compared to what it was prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. For context, uh, quarter one of 2019, 
the U.S. imported an estimated 76.8 million premium cigars, meaning that even with this recent cool-off, imports are still up 24.38% compared to four years ago. Now, I have a handy-dandy little chart here that details the um, year-to-date import numbers from the different countries, and um, it's looking like, hang on, let me just confirm something real quick. Um, is that, okay, so that's quantity of units in thousands. So, um, yeah, Nicaragua leads the pack, followed by the Dominican, which is about half of what Nicaragua brings in, a little under half. Honduras is about, um, is coming in third, followed by Costa Rica, the Philippines, and then Mexico. Um, and that change, if you're looking at it, um, Nicaragua, uh, this year versus last year, it's down 4.2%. The Dominican Republic is down 17%, 17.1%. Honduras is down 10.7%. Costa Rica is down 4.8%. The Philippines is down 22%. And Mexico is down 87.5%. They apparently imported uh, 8,000 cigars uh, in 2022 in the first quarter, and they only imported 1,000 cigars in 2023, according to these uh, statistics here. So, you know, it's we're talking low numbers, but, you know, when you go from 8,000 to 1,000, it's a it's a drastic percentage change, um, you know, to do that. So, yeah, you know, we are down this year versus last year. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's something to note that, um, that that's happening. Now, I've been talking to um, various reps and uh, Pardon me, got to keep the cigar going here. Uh, various reps and uh, store owners. And, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily everybody across the board. It seems like those uh, store owners that uh, maybe also have a bar attached to their place, they've been doing all right. But by and large, it does feel as though it has slowed down. Um, additionally, some reps have indicated that... Um, you know, sales have been not lower, but uh, slower than previous years, uh, especially last year and the year prior. So, you know, it's one of those things that the retailers, they're not moving the product as quick, so they're not buying as much. So the manufacturers are starting to notice the slowdown. And you got to wonder what that's connected to. Personally, I believe it's connected to just the general state of the economy. Um you know, look, guys, every, every, you know, everybody knows it. Prices are up, not just on cigars, but for everything. You know, your price of gas, your price of food, um, housing, everything, everything has gone up. And so, you know, yeah, there's going to be, you know, indicators that, um, you know, uh, uh, an economic slowdown is taking place. I think it just finally decided to hit the cigar industry, whereas maybe last year was a better year for cigars and it didn't quite hit them as hard. I think this year the the industry is seeing kind of the impacts of the uh, general state of the economy and I think they're going to have to kind of adapt to it a little bit. Um, additionally, you probably have some places that uh, have had back orders that they've had to deal with. Maybe they got those back orders addressed, you know, like... Let's be, you know, orders that were placed during the pandemic when rollers were were less and, you know, that and, and demand was high, you know, it resulted in a lot of back orders. Well, maybe these brands have started to get the back orders taken care of. And so now the stores are sitting on, in some cases, maybe a glut of products. In some cases, maybe they just have the product that they need. And so they're not placing any more orders. The bottom line is these brands are going to have to realize that uh, the the little mini COVID boom is, is I believe, done. And now we're, we might be entering into a, a different type situation where it's actually going from boom almost down to, I don't, 
I hate using the depression or recession word, but I mean, you know, let's be real. We're definitely in low economic times right now. And so I do think that uh, expenditures like cigars are one of the things that get cut. It's 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 a luxury item and luxury items get cut in times of uh, tight financial financial uh, uh, wealth. So anyway, um, I just thought that was an interesting point that imports are down uh, that much. <coughs> Ooh, that was harsh. I'm going to definitely do what I can to cut that from the audio. Um, down, uh, you know, um, 8%, almost 9% in the first quarter of this year versus last year. So, you know, we've definitely got a, uh, a situation to be addressed. Anyway, um, now that we have done that, let's learn a little bit about My Monthly Cigars. This would normally be the time that I give some information about My Monthly Cigars, but I've hired that out this week, so take it away. My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and 20% off any items in the online store at MyMonthlyCigars.com. That's offer code PULPIT. Thanks. Hi, J.C. Newman, American. Is down to uh, definitely the final third of the thing. Uh, down to nearing the nub, and it is starting to smoke hot. It is smoking warm. Uh, additionally, it is smoking spicy. Um, getting the tingles on the tongue. Um, I have not done a retro hail. Kind of afraid to do one at this point. Um, I think I fucked that up. But anyway, bottom line. It is a little spicy to the smoking experience at this point. Um, otherwise, I love the cigar. It's a great cigar. We've had it on the show a couple of different times. Um, the first time we had it, we actually had Drew Newman on the phone, and we did a phone interview with him as we were smoking it. And this is a big pet project of Drew Newman. Uh, he really spearheaded the creation of the American um, and so, you know, it was really cool to be able to smoke that cigar with him and enjoy it with him. Um, and speaking of the Newmans, uh, I do think it is appropriate to um, wish a belated um, birthday to Julius Caesar Newman. Um, the company celebrated his birthday on May 26th. He was born in 1875, and he is the J.C., of J.C. Newman Cigars, and they uh, they celebrated that, and, you know, we're, we're commemorating Memorial Day with the American, but I guess we could also say we're commemorating uh, J.C.'s birthday by smoking a cigar um, that uh, comes to us from uh, the fourth generation of Newmans to be in the uh, cigar industry. So that's cool. We got that going for us. Um, in terms of the socials, we are available on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit, as well as on Facebook, where we have The Cigar Pulpit Parishioners Group. You can get in on that fun by finding that group and uh, requesting to join. And there's a group chat that goes along with that. But bottom line, it's a great place for you guys to uh, post, share cigars that you're smoking, bust balls, just have a good time. Uh, I'm on Twitter, don't really do much of anything on there, on YouTube where you can watch this. And then, guys, if you uh, want to get in on Ask the Boys, that episode is rapidly approaching. Um, truthfully, as I am sitting here now, it just dawned on me. Um, this probably should have been the Ask the Boys episode, but uh, it's not. So um, I'll be doing the Ask the Boys episode for May on Friday, June the 2nd. So that means that you realistically have today, and I'll give you Wednesday the 31st to get your calls into us uh, via the hotline. Area code 863-874-0000. And then you can get your calls in for Ask the Boys. I currently have two calls. So, you know, for all of you who are telling me that you want us to bring this segment back as a, you know, at least two times a month segment or, you know, for those of you who are saying, oh, bring it back as a, as a weekly segment. Um, I've had two calls in the last month 
So this is why it is a monthly segment now, guys, is because, you know, people don't. I, I say every episode, call the Ask the Boys hotline, give us stuff to talk about, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, nobody's calling in. So if you want, call into the hotline, area code 863-874-0000, and we can, uh, we can get an Ask the Boys episode put together for Friday. Um, otherwise, I hope the uh, news has... Uh, you know, I hope that was interesting. I mean, it's a little cigar heavy today, but you know, it's one of those things. It can't. It's not always going to be uh, dick and fart jokes. But thanks to Trey Mac, we did get a little bit of that in. Um, uh, going forward, um, I'm still uh, still uh, putting my calendar together. I've had a few of you reach out about coming on and and uh, you know being a guest, um, and I'll be getting in touch with people here shortly to coordinate that but uh otherwise you know we're keeping on and keeping on so um final thoughts on the jc newman american again i love the cigar it's a great cigar it seemed appropriate for the day and um it's a it's a wonderful smoke i enjoy it um otherwise that's uh it's pretty much what we've got so um not going to delay this anymore guys this has been another sermon from the cigar pulpit i'm nick Stay safe and stay smoky. like to point out that if you're interested in cigar news coming to your email inbox on a weekly basis you should head on over to mymonthlycigars.com and sign up for the weekly cut email it's a nice email that nick puts out every friday and it's uh it just pulls together maybe eight to ten different um cigar related news articles that have come out that week um, he pulls from a variety of different sources, so what's nice is sometimes you get different perspectives um, outside of the cigar industry. It's not just cigar fishing out on Half Wheel. Um, he pulls local news articles and all kinds of different things. So it's a good way to um, to keep up on all kinds of different things from throughout the industry. So, again, if you're interested in getting a nice email just that rounds it all up into one space, head on over to MyMonthlyCigars.com and check out the Weekly Cut email and get your name on that because I get it. I enjoy it. I find out stuff every week from it that uh, I didn't know. So check it out. Later, guys.